Greetings in Jesus' name. Are you all happy to be here? Wow. Honestly speaking, uh, I, don't, I don't really have a lot of physical strength. Uh, but I am just leaning on... Uh, I'm just leaning on the Lord tonight. Will you bear with me? Will you bear with me? I'm just, a little phys- I'm just uh, feeling a little physically exhausted. Uh, but I know for a fact that the Lord is going to minister to us, yeah? Um, anything that you uh, want to share uh, from what the Lord has been speaking to you? Hi, Melita. Good to see you. Anything that uh, you want to share from what the Lord has been teaching you in this season? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be from what we have learned, but anything else, anything the Lord has been speaking to you that the Lord has been sharing with you because uh, if you remember the Lord told us in the beginning that he's going to speak to each and every one of us it's not just going to be one person receiving a sermon and coming and preaching but everybody um, everybody being able to uh, hear from the Lord so anything specific just be bold and just release it what is the Lord speaking to you specifically? To rejoice and be glad. Amazing. What else? What is God doing in this season? He's bringing alignment. Amen. What else? What is the Lord speaking to you personally? Anything else that the Lord is intentionally revealing to you and showing your heart and uh, opening your heart to some realities some or any realities that you'd like to share with us these are opportunities that you should not let go of you should grab it with uh, both your hands and just anything Okay, I believe that. Amen. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I believe that because when the Lord asked us to go into this season of fasting and prayer, it was, it was definitely for our realignment, but I knew that the Lord is asking us to do it now because it is going to have a direct result in the city and the nation around us. So our worship and our prayer and our seeking the Lord and our singing and our all of all that we are doing in the presence of God here, it is not just for our benefit, it is for the benefit of the city and the nation. So I believe that November and December we can hear some really good news in the newspapers. November and December we will hear some surprises, good surprises and bad surprises both things that has been done in in the hidden things that have been done uh, against the work of god against the move of god uh, you would see that they will be exposed you know if you remember some of the nights we release judgment on things that has been initiated against the house of god and you will see the results of that in the month of november and december and at the same time you will see supernatural grace and prosperity coming upon our city and our nation just because 
there is a group of people that is willing to wait on the Lord and and worship and release his presence and his grace and his beauty over the nation amen so so remain expectant for something new uh, to come through in the season ahead amen what else Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll, we'll see that. We'll see that in the days to come. Yeah. Anything, anything that you would like to recollect from Joel 1, 2, and 3 before we go into the word for today? Anything that you remember or you want to recollect from Joel 1, 2, and 3 till what we have learned till now? Anything that you remember before we go further? What you sow, you will reap. That's something that we emphasized on. We saw how the nations that traded the sons and daughters, God told them, you will reap the same thing. Your sons and daughters will be traded. Your sons and daughters will be taken captive. What else? Our revival will be as historic as our losses and as our challenges and as our problems. Amen. What else? Three, three more points and we'll, we'll go further. The locusts? The locust? Yeah, tell me. Different kinds of locusts and it represented different kinds of attacks that would come back to back as cycles, as uh, different dimensions of attack coming from different places and the Lord was giving us keys to overcome that. Amen? What else? To be aligned to our Judah and our Jerusalem. Our Judah is our praise and our Jerusalem is our place of sacrifice. Yeah? Um, to be aligned to Judah and Jerusalem. Okay? What else? Tear your hearts. To rend your hearts. And, 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 and something that I emphasized on, on that night is that it's very easy to rend your hearts for um, the things that matter to you but the Lord is calling us to tear our hearts for the things that matter to him for the things that matter to his kingdom and for his glory amen what else our worship is our weapon our, and, and we, we you know Pato also mentioned that how, how Jehoshaphat before he sent out the army, he sent out the worship leaders and the worship leaders went out and worshipped and that worship became a weapon that would bring down the strongholds of the enemy even before the army went in. Amen? Amen. Are you ready to meditate on a couple of verses tonight before we pray? Let's uh, go to Joel chapter 3 and verse 9. The Bible says, Say to the nations far and wide, Get ready for war. Call out your best warriors. Let all your fighting men advance for the attack. Hammer your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears and train even your weaklings to be warriors. 
now if you read the context of this this is god speaking to the leaders of judah and through the leaders of judah the lord is releasing this word to the nations that is surrounding judah the nations that is coming to attack the nation of judah the nations that have stolen the sons and daughters of judah the nations that is cornering judah and jerusalem from all sides the lord is releasing a word through the leaders of judah okay what is the lord releasing what is the lord telling them the lord is saying now i have said what i have to say in the previous verses you would see that god is directly speaking to these nations right and he's saying i'm going to judge you and i'm going to uh, not spare your children i'm going to you know pay you back for what you have done to my children all the money you have stolen i'm going to pay you back and i'm going to restore my children god is speaking directly to them but now god is telling the people of israel or the people of judah to now open your mouths and speak to the nations around you there is a grace that gets released when you command when you open your mouth and you speak over the enemies that are fighting you always our our tendency naturally normally is to expect a man of god or a prophet or 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 god to come and give us a word about our situations and and we expect that word to be the solution now the lord will do it from time to time the lord will release prophetic word the lord will release men of god women of god to come and fight your battles and prophesy over you and pray with you and all of that but here the lord is saying hey i i have i i know what i am doing against your enemies but there are some things that for you to experience victory you will need to open your mouth and you will need to say some things you will need to open your mouth and you will need to declare some things and this is what god is telling them hey you need to open your mouth and you need to speak to your enemies you need to speak to the nations that are surrounding you saying get ready for war now see if you if you everything that you read right you need to read it in context the context is that the enemies came to attack judah see judah did not go out to attack them you remember this the lord is gathering all the armies in the valley you know not, not just one army but multiple armies multiple nations the lord is gathering them against judah and jerusalem and now god is telling his people to go and tell the enemy saying hey are you ready because i am coming to attack you are you ready because i am coming to take you down i am coming to bring you down in the name of the god of the armies of israel you remember this before david threw the stone at goliath what did he do oh my god i'm so sorry let me take you to first samuel <laughs> chapter 17 it looks like we none of us have gone to sunday school so i am going to this was not my plan but because you're saying you don't know what happened i'll take you there let's go to first samuel chapter 17 i think it's 17 right is it uh, what verse is it okay go to verse um no keep going further keep going further mm. 
okay 41 let's go to verse 41 okay 17 verse 41 this is for those who have not yet read the story of david and goliath so you know what happened then okay says goliath walked out toward david with his shield bearer ahead of him sneering in contempt at this ruddy faced boy what is goliath doing he's speaking something against david and he's saying am i a dog he roared at david that you come at me with a stick and he cursed david by the names of his god come over here and i'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals goliath yelled goliath yelled see this is this is the this is how the enemy always operates before he attacks he causes fear into your heart he knows that if he if he tries if he doesn't put fear into your heart you your you will not succumb to the attack that he throws at you and that is why before he will attack he will always say something that will negate that will cause you to doubt that will cause you to become discomfortable you know he did the same thing in the garden of eden he went and asked him did god really say this he caused doubt See, this is, even before Eve could sin, even before she could eat the fruit, she began to doubt because of a word that was released over her, right? Now, Eve at that point cannot negate, like, you know, she cannot say, okay, let me taste and see and check if this really works or not. Eve's job at that point was what Jesus did in the same wilderness when when the enemy came to tempt him what did jesus do jesus immediately replied to that negative word that was spoken against him with a word that came from the heart of god do you remember that the enemy came and said hey you are hungry i see that you're hungry i'll give you a solution why don't you eat why don't you turn this stones into bread and you eat them good comfortable easy solution that will be your first miracle and Jesus says no I don't need your approval that I'm a son of God the Bible says God's word says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God my question is Jesus couldn't you just ignore this guy and walk away couldn't you just you know say okay this this guy has no clue of who I am couldn't you have just ignored and walked away but the bible says jesus chose to re reverse the word that was released against him and he said no you need to know the whole truth the whole truth is not that we need this bread when i'm hungry the whole truth is that i live by the voice of god and not by bread alone whenever we are not intentional at negating what the enemy has spoken over our lives let's see what david did okay david was intentional to kill the philistine but because the philistine opened his mouth and said something against david the bible says david replied to the philistine saying you come to me with sword spear and javelin but I come to you in the name of Yahweh Sevaoth, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, come on, read it with me. Today, the Lord will conquer you and, and somebody say, I will. 
See, what did he say today? The Lord will conquer you. In other words, the stone that hit his head was from the Lord. But he said, but, but killing you is my job. I am the one who is going to take you down. But I will, come on, read it with me. I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give your dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us. So David, see, he did not want to engage in a verbal battle with Goliath. But because Goliath started it, David said, now I can't keep quiet. Now I need to reverse this. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. I know this is a very famous verse, but we'll read it again. The book of Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. Go up. It says, but in that coming day, what does it say? No weapon turned against you will succeed and what will you do come on read it out loud you will silence every voice raised up to accuse you you will silence you have to become a master at silencing every voice of accusation every voice of accusation that comes against you you have to become a master at silencing them the problem with many of us is we believe that no weapon formed against me will prosper, but we are not doing enough to thrash that weapon that has been released already. And, and we are not silencing that weapon. We are not nullifying that weapon. And we walk away, we ignore that weapon and we walk away saying, don't worry, this will not affect me. I'm a child of God. Nothing will happen. Why should I go to fight with this guy? You know, let's just maintain peace with everybody. He said, no. You want no weapon to form, no weapon formed against you to prosper, then it will happen only when you open your mouth and you silence the voice that is rising up against you. And, and that is the call that the Lord is giving to the nation of Judah. The Lord says, now you go off on an offensive mode. Now you go and tell the nations that are surrounding you. Now you go and pronounce judgment over them. Now you go and tell them, I am going to kill you. And I am going to cut off your head. And I am going to give your dead bodies. Now this sounds very graphic for children. But this is, this is, uh, this is what David told Goliath. In its context, when you, when you apply this to your enemies and say, Hey, I, you have no idea. You have no idea who you messed with. Now, I am speaking against you today. I am speaking against you. I am I'm telling you, you need to get ready for battle. You need to get ready for battle. Let's go to Joel chapter 3. What is the Lord asking us to declare? He says, Joel chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Say to the nations far and wide, get ready for war. Prepare for war. Call out your best warriors and let all your fighting men advance for the attack. You know, this is almost like you're telling the enemy saying, come, I'm ready. Come, 
you know this this sounds very hindi bollywood movie uh, language right uh, you know they they say no uh, late uh, you know you would you would find them saying hey if you have the guts come and touch me you know i i, I will show you who i am and that's exactly what the enemy is hearing from the people of judah from the leaders of judah and he's telling them hey get up and come let's let's go for war i have i have been realigned i have received my grain and my wine and my oil i have i am right now i am in a season of overflow see if you would have attacked me in joel chapter 1 i i don't know what i would have done but now i am no longer in joel chapter 1 now there is a portion of god's spirit upon me and i am a prophet and i have i've been declaring sons and servants alike they have been filled with the presence of god and we are enjoying the salvation that the lord is giving us and now we are in a a season where we are experiencing strength upon strength now i am no longer sitting here to defend the attacks that is coming against me now i am here to tell you get ready i am coming to take you down get ready i am coming to attack you get ready i am coming to uh, conquer you the lord will conquer you but i will be the one who will kill you but i will be the one who will who will take your head as my victory and he says call out your best warriors let all your fighting men advance for the attack verse 10 very important verse it says hammer your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears so two things you know you would you if you notice this you would see that plowshares and pruning hooks are agricultural equipments they are not battle equipments they are for harvest when you're in a season see plowshares you use you during your season of sowing when you're sowing is when you have to plow the land and uh, and you use the plowshares to break hard rocks that are there underneath the soil and the second is the pruning hooks the pruning hooks you primarily use in a season of harvest especially when there is uh, you know you you see Jesus say this in John chapter 15 the branches that do produce fruit i will cut them so that i will prune them so that they will produce even more fruit the branches that don't produce fruit i will cut them and throw them into the fire but the ones that do produce fruit i will prune them so that they produce even more fruit so the pruning hooks and the plowshares are for a season of sowing and for a season of harvest and now the lord is telling israel to announce to the nations around them saying guys all your agricultural equipments you have to now turn them into weapons of war see if you read the context the context was that all of these guys their harvest were being stolen by the nations that surrounded them their harvest were being eaten by locals their harvest were being eaten by those that did not work hard to sow into that land now the lord is telling them hey your all the plans that you had to steal my harvest it's gone now you need to 
Use those same weapons. You need to turn those same weapons around and make those weapons into weapons of war. What is swords and spears? They are not agricultural weapons. They are weapons of war. They are weapons that, that, that will bring you victory and that will give you strategic um, uh, you know, positions in war. And if you, the more weapons you have, the more advanced you are. And the Lord is asking us to tell the enemy, saying, you know what? Your plowshares and your pruning hooks are going to be wasted now because I am coming to attack you. You do not have the space and you do not have the uh, availability to take my harvest away. So another point that I'd like to bring to your attention is this. Is this. So if I am going into a, a season of battle, if I am going into a place where, you know, the Lord wants to prepare me to attack the enemy, I also need to do the same thing, right? I also need to invest into my weapons more than uh, my food because right now weapons is what is going to keep me alive. Now, see, let me, let me explain. I, I'll explain what I'm trying to say. We've been studying that our worship is our weapon that our worship when we worship that becomes our weapon that becomes the 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 equipments that we use to take down the the enemy and here the lord is saying if you want victory the lord is asking us to tell the enemy and say hey dear enemy you need to change your agricultural weapons uh, instruments into weapons of war because I am coming to attack you. Now here we are, we are also preparing to attack the enemy, right? And if we are preparing to attack the enemy, how much more should we invest into our weaponry? How much more should we invest into the things that really matter in a battlefield? Let me give you this example. When Jesus was feasting uh, with his friend Lazarus in Bethany. There was a lady that came and broke an alabaster jar at the feet of Jesus. Now this alabaster jar was worth a year's wages. One year's wages. Okay? One year's wages. Just imagine, just, you know, you know your monthly income. Just multiply that by 12. Would you think that somebody is crazy to come and spend that on one meeting? One meeting, one evening service. If that guy or girl, whoever it is, if they spend one year's wages on one meeting, would you, would you consider that person crazy? Talk to me. Would you think that this guy doesn't, has lost his senses, that this guy is not thinking straight, that this guy is not probably... Uh, this guy doesn't know proper management of finances. This is not how we should. I mean, if we would have just kept this money, do you know how many people we could have fed? Do you know how many people we could have uh, given food to? That's exactly what Judah said. Judah said, hey, you should, this, is, this is not stuff that you use, that you would use to spend on a meeting. If you would give that money away, we can feed a lot of people. And here God is telling the nations to change their food equipments into equipments of 
war and what is our weapons worship our worship is our weapons okay so if 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 we have to also apply this into our own lives then we have to learn to invest not just financially but in every area of our life learn to invest more into our battle plan than what will just merely sustain us keep us happy feed us and you know for long we have been just worried about self sustenance oh no we don't have enough for tomorrow or we don't have enough for one week we don't have enough for one month and we been just you know living in a survival mode and the lord is telling us hey you will always have physical needs there will never come a time where you will not need food do do you know that till the time you die you will always need food jesus told that to judas and the disciples and he said hey you will always have the poor among you you will always have those that need food among you but this opportunity to worship undignified to worship with with a alabaster jar broken at my feet this is a once in a lifetime opportunity this will not keep happening again and again this season will not keep coming again and again this uh, what the lord is doing in this particular season of making your agricultural equipments prepared for battle equipment so that you can go into war and take the head of the enemy this will not happen again and again so some of us need to reprioritize our time and expenses and our whatever is your greatest treasure you need to reprioritize it this season and you need to say no no i cannot in this season uh, i will still have the same need tomorrow and i will wait on the lord for provision tomorrow but in this season i would like to prepare my resources for battle i'd like to prepare my resources to bring worship and and offering and my alabaster jar to the feet of jesus the bible says when when jesus heard it and smelt it and understood what happened jesus told the disciples saying what this lady did will be told will be spoken of as a memorial for as wherever the gospel of the kingdom is preached wherever my story goes this story will also go why because that's how radical that worship was that's how radical that uh, alabaster being broken at the feet of jesus was you know what mary did without her knowledge what she did was she hammered her plowshare into a sword that will help her walk in victory for the rest of her life what she did was she cap she capitalized on that opportunity in saying i will not have this all through my life this is a, this is a special season what i'm going to do in this season is i am going to turn my pruning hook what i have kept for my harvest what i have kept for my sowing season i'm going to turn this into a a weapon of war a weapon of mass destruction against the enemy so may may the lord show you give you revelations of of those goliaths that you need to take down with your swords and spears may the lord explain to you show you what do you need to do in this season to reshape your weapons to reshape your weapons to to take down the 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 weapons of the enemy you know 
Even as, even as the Lord is going to give you the grace to go out and declare to the enemy, saying prepare for war, the Lord is asking you also to be prepared. The Lord is asking you also to be ready. The Lord is asking you also to count the cost and know what it will take to come out of this battle alive and without any casualties. Amen? Let me read the last line and, and I'll release you for the night. It says, train even your weaklings to be warriors. Train even your weaklings to be warriors. Another translation says, let the weak say that I am strong. In other words, the way that you train the weaklings to be strong, to be warriors, is by the words they speak. It is not just by, you know, going to a gym and building muscles and, I mean, by all means, go to a gym and build muscles and do all of that. But if you can change the way that you speak, if you can, in this season of realignment, if you have a better understanding of what God is doing, if you can change the way that you speak, that is what is going to train your weaknesses to become your strength. Some of you need to... I mean, the, the Lord is, see, again, let me, let me explain the context to you. The context is that the Lord is telling the people of Judah to tell the nations around them that I'm coming to take you down, so prepare for war. You guys train your weaklings to be warriors. But even as we are telling it to them, we have to do it ourselves. We need to do it even, our, even in our own lives. We need to train ourselves in our own areas of weaknesses, and we need to... We need to train our own weak areas to become our greatest strengths. But the way that you will do that is by speaking it out. The, the Amplified Bible says, let the weak say that I'm a strong warrior. Let the weak say that I'm a strong warrior. Let the weak say that I'm a strong warrior. When I came in to minister this evening, I felt the Lord was releasing a grace tonight, especially for people that are struggling to pray, that are too distracted when you sit down to pray, that have too many challenges in your walk with God. So tonight, I want you to finish, you know, we are about to finish, and I want you to finish by speaking this over your weaknesses, over your struggles, over those areas that you're not good at. I want you to open your mouth and say, I am strong, I am a strong warrior. I want you to confess this to yourself. Before you go and confront the enemy, I want you to confront yourself and say, no, I know you feel weakness. I know you feel uh, tired. I know you feel down. I know you feel betrayed. I know you feel let down. But that is not your portion. Your portion is that you are a strong warrior of the Lord. Come on. For the next few minutes, let's prophesy right now. Let's prophesy. The Lord is saying, train your weaklings to be a warrior. Train your weaklings to be a warrior. Hammer your plowshares into swords. You need to, you need to hammer your pruning hooks into spears. And train your weaklings into warriors, into becoming strong, mighty men of battle. In this season, in this season, we need to capitalize on what the Lord is doing. Capitalize on what the Lord is speaking. Capitalize. This is the season when we go into war. So get ready for war. Get ready for war, says the Lord. Get ready for war. Yes. 
Every enemy that is listening to us tonight, you better be ready because the church is getting prepared for battle. This church is getting prepared to take down the head of Goliath. Yes, let the weak, let the weak, let the weak say that I'm a strong warrior. Train, train your weaknesses to become your biggest strengths. Strain, train your challenges to become your greatest fortress, to become your greatest stronghold, to become your greatest blessing. Train them, train them. Train them with your words. Train them with your words. Train them with your words. Yes. Your weaklings, your weaknesses, your struggles, let them be turned into your strengths. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. Father, we, we bless your children with that spiritual, physical, financial breakthrough tonight. May every area of weaknesses be turned into their strengths.
May every area of lack be turned into their greatest area of blessing and abundance. May every area of challenges become their area of testimonies and become their area of fortresses, become their area of strongholds. We love you, Jesus. We commit ourselves into your mighty hands. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. And everybody said an amen.